Hi, I'm Mike, and you are listening to Real Things That Really Matter. Our heart in this show is to open up the floor to conversation about topics in the Bible and Christianity that may be hard to understand and to see them from different perspectives. I know that we don't always agree on some things, but we feel that we should be able to ask questions and listen to each other as we walk through this life following Jesus. So sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy as we venture into another conversation on real things that really matter. Hey, Matt. Hey, Mike. How are you? I'm doing great today. Good. How are you doing? Good. Good. What's going on today? Life okay? Family okay? They're doing good. They're doing good. Awesome. Awesome. How about you? Good. Real good. Awesome. You got any sledding lately? <laughs> we got some snow, but no, haven't bro- broken up the sled yet. No, me neither. I slipped on my car, though. Oh. It I'm, slid around on the road. That's kind of icy out there in some It was, spots. yeah. Yeah. It was bad. Be careful. <laughs> what should we talk about today? Well, I think uh, we're going to tackle a little bit of a more difficult subject. No. Um, we've, we've got some questions from some listeners. And through the email that we've got, we, uh, we've been reading through them and, and I know that you and I have talked about some of these to tackle. And so let's tackle some of the harder ones, shall we? Okay, let's go. So I have, um, the email here pulled up and the one question we're going to tackle is this, can someone go to heaven if they commit suicide? I see. So does committing suicide damn you to hell, pretty much? Essentially is what I'm hearing from that. And we're going to tackle that. And before we do, I just want to say um, this is not a flippant conversation. This is not done lightly. We both know that in the throes of uh, the aftermath of someone who's been through a loved one committing suicide, it's very intense. There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of grief. I would even say some trauma. Um, right. We we definitely would encourage you to continue to seek out and talk to somebody about that if you are uh, somebody who's been through it. If you're a survivor of suicide, you know we're it's we're here to talk. People are there that want to be there for you. You're not alone. Right. And if you're thinking about suicide, don't do it. Call out. Reach reach out to somebody. Uh, the suicide hotline number is 988. Yes. Uh, the, the very least, call that. Do not commit suicide. Do not do it. It's I, I know a thing or two about depression, and it's just not something it, – It's there's no way out of that. I mean, you just, there's no recourse back. You can't go back and fix it. So there's eternal consequences for it. I know that. But does it damn you to hell? I, I can't say that. Yeah, and so but that doesn't mean that gives you that gives you recourse to go ahead and do it. And sometimes the the pain is so great you don't know what to do with it all. But you need to talk it through with someone, and you need to talk about it. And suicide is never the answer. Yeah, that's that's very good. Uh, and yes, we're not we're not condoning suicide in any way. We're not saying this is the way out. Um, but we're going to talk about it. We're just going to kind of open up the floor here for each other to share. Uh, some of our thoughts, because 
You know, in all the research that I've done, I cannot find in the Bible any black and white verses that say, guess what? If you commit suicide, you're going to hell. I couldn't either. I found some examples of suicide in the Bible, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, here are the ones in the Old Testament. There was Abimelech in Judges was mortally wounded by a woman who dropped a millstone on his head. Yes. And then he cried out to his armor bearer to kill him so his death would not be credited to the woman. Right. So he was misogynist, but and he wanted to get killed by someone else rather than right. a woman. Can't die by the hand of a woman. Yeah. yeah, he didn't like that. So so he had his armor bearer kill him, and that was in Judges nine. And then King Saul was yeah. mortally wounded, and he fell upon his own sword instead of being captured by the Philistines. Yep. And they didn't want. He didn't want to uh, have them abuse him, so he 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 uh, he fell on his own sword, and that yep. was First Samuel. And then Saul's armor bearer took his own life also. Yeah, right after that. Right. Yep. And then Ahithophel hanged himself after his advice was no longer followed by King David's son, Absalom. That was in 2 Samuel 17. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, a Not that's many a people remember that one. Definitely. That one, yeah, I didn't remember yeah, that didn't, one either. I didn't remember that one either. And then Zimri... Set himself on fire after his rebellion failed. That was in First Kings sixteen. Wow, I don't recall that one either. That's that's yeah. I'm gonna need to. I'm gonna need to research that. But here's what does it say? Does it have any? What does it say about that? It's just a chronicle of the life of those people, correct? Right, and it doesn't say. And oh, and so then they spent infinity in hell because they did that. No. Right. Yeah. There's there's I. That's the part that. Um. I guess would be gray as it were, because, you know, we've had that conversation, but where is the black and white? Where does it say, how do I know? What do I, what do I look at? How do I describe this or explain this? And, right. and that's the hard part. Some would say Samson committed suicide when he, you know, toppled the temple on top of himself. Yeah. But he would, I would say he was doing it more of like a, as a, uh, to bring glory to God as far as, you know, redemption type of redemption type of thing. Cause he was killing all those 10,000 Philistines or whoever. Right. Yeah. It was more of a, a self-sacrifice type deal. Right. And it was yeah, a redemption thing with God. It's like, Hey, I knew I screwed. I know I screwed up. Just give me strength one more time to take it out on my enemies here. Right. And, and yeah, and I, so, I definitely, so there's that one as well. There is actually many more examples and I, than I even thought there were in the Bible of people who have taken their own life. Right. And the only clear evidence of suicide or example of suicide in the New Testament was Judas that I could find. Right. When he hung himself because he betrayed Jesus, he couldn't live with what he couldn't did. Couldn't handle that, yeah. Right. Yeah, and um, even in that sense, I mean, Jesus does say it'd be better that he wasn't born. Right. Um, the one who betrays the son of man be better that he is not ever born, but it doesn't, he doesn't even say where he's going. Like he doesn't say, well, it better be, be that he wasn't born cause he's going to burn in hell for the rest of his life. Jesus didn't say that. That's no. the hardest thing to, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of speculation that you can put into those, all of those scenarios. Yeah, it's it's a tough one, but it doesn't necessarily say anything in the Bible about suicide being the, the unforgivable sin. Well, like we we talked about in an earlier episode, the only 
unforgivable sin was rejection of the Holy Spirit itself. Right. And the only example that we have that's clear in the Bible of that is Satan and his and his fallen ar- angels. Correct. And so um that's that's kind of the unforgivable sin that I can foresee that I that I go to cuz man, I don't want the job of calling that one out either. I don't want to have any type of hand in saying whether or not you're going to heaven or hell. That's not my job. That's Jesus's job. And so let's, let's talk about what, let's, let's say that you're the person that's asking this. I would assume that you've been through a situation where you've, um, you've lost somebody or perhaps as the one who asked the question, you are considering this yourself. I don't know. Uh, but I would say there's a lot of factors involved in why we get to the point of thinking about suicide. Right. And you probably the main one is I'm in so much agony and turmoil, personal or emotional or physical or whatever it is, right. that I just want the pain to end. So let's look at that a little bit. Because okay. I know growing up uh, in, my, in my mind, I don't know whether I, – I honestly can't say whether it was uh, preached or – said somewhere or implied or what. And I know I'm not the only one that thinks this, but I know that it was, um, it was taught or understood that if you commit suicide, you're going straight to hell. There's no coming back from that. And that's just what it was in the church. That's how, that's how you believed. And that was in the church you were growing up in? Or? It, it was further than that. It was wider than that. I've ran into people even in my adulthood uh, that have the same beliefs in different areas that I've lived. See, I've never heard that. I've never heard... I've never grown up in a church or heard a church say, oh, yeah, if you commit suicide, you're going to hell. I was like, well, back it up with scripture. Right. And and you can't. And so that's the hardest part. And especially uh, I've, I have had acquaintances where they've had a loved one. They did believe that. And they've had a loved one that actually had attempted suicide. And it, and it shook their world because all of a sudden it was somebody that was very close to them that they were going to have to – stand on these convictions of if you do it, you're going to hell or really challenge that thought. Because if I stand on the conviction that it's sending you to hell, then I have to not love you anymore. Wow. And so it was, it was an earth shattering uh, challenge that hit them in the face. And I, I myself have had to have that unlearning process happened in my life to say, you know, how can I condemn somebody who's in so much pain? Yeah. And you wouldn't, I mean, you never would. So I may have in my younger years. Okay. I'm not going to lie. It it was just an implied thing. And and as I've gotten older, I've really began to understand the importance of the mental aspect of our lives. And so let's again, go back to why do we get to the point of suicide? And you said it, you're in so much agony, you're in so much pain, you're in so much trauma, whatever it is that you cannot handle it. And when you're stuck in that place in your brain, right? what you, you don't see any other way out. Like who was it that wrote purpose driven life? Was it Steve Warren? Rick Warren. Rick Warren. Okay. Rick Warren, his, his son committed suicide and his, his son, you know, like one of the last conversations he had with his dad is like, he's like, dad, I just don't want to hurt anymore. I just want the pain to stop. Yeah. So, and people don't understand that type of level of, of pain and distress. A right. lot of people don't. And, and I, I personally can't say that I, I can understand it, but I'm definitely 
talked to enough people to know that it's real. Oh, absolutely. For sure it is. Um, and that's, that's the other thing. A lot of times somebody will say, well, that's the most easy, selfish way out that you can, that you can find. And I would disagree with that as well. And that's just a flippant way of saying it, it's just so insensitive to right. the pain and the depth of what's happening. Right. And when you talk about like, you know, maybe mental illness or a chemical imbalance or whatever it is, or severe depression, they may look at it as their only way out. Right. And, and or, that they're doing you a favor. Or like, look of all the football players with, you know, CTE and they've had, you know, traumatic brain injury from, you know, so many hits. And right. They just, they, you know, and they're in so much agony and they're just, they have a, they have brain trauma. And so they, to make the pain stop, they have to take their own life. And when you get to that point, simple words from somebody that says, just don't do it. Right. It's not going to cut it. It sounds hollow. It's yeah. It's like, you don't understand where That's, I am. It sounds selfish. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it means a lot more coming from people that have been through it. Uh, the depth of the agony, the depression, the trauma, whatever it is, it means more, I think, in my in my mind to hear that I've made it through it. This is how I uh, conquered this part of my life. This is how I didn't decide to do, to take my own life. But even again, if you're speaking to somebody that is so far into um, that, that pit, that darkness, that despair, even those words aren't going to necessarily mean much. Like, great, you made it, but I'm here. Right. And so when and you're in that place, I don't, I don't even think that you're thinking, you're not thinking clearly. You're definitely thinking it's better for everyone if I'm gone. And here's how I see God seeing it is that he's hurting so bad for that person in those moments because his creation, his child is hurting so bad that they cannot handle it and they feel alone. And all he wants to do is reach out and hold them and comfort them and bring them hope. And they're in this place where he can't get to. I don't see him saying, well, you're just a selfish, spoiled little child. I see him crying and hurting and in pain and trying with everything he's got that he can do in this world to reach that person. I remember this antidote. I don't remember the the pastor's name, but he he was speaking, <clears throat> and I heard him on TV or the radio, and he was saying, "So God just laid on my heart to call this call this person that I knew, and I and he said, you need to call him right now. You need to call him right now. You need to call him right now." And so I was like, "Okay, okay." And so I called him, and I said, "Hey, you know, so and so, what are you doing?" And he's like, "Can I call you right back?" And his, he was like, uh, "Sure." And so then he called me like just in a minute, a minute later, he says, yeah, I had just put my, a gun to my head when you called and I had to put it down and, and compose myself and I'm calling you, I'm calling you back. What's going on? So he was almost in the act of doing, he was in the act of doing it. Right. And God stepped in and I don't know that God always does that. Obviously he does not because there's suicides every day. Well, but and there's it's just, I, he, he will do everything he can to reach you. And, and that's the thing. What if, what there's, how many times do people get that 
urge, that nudge to call somebody and they don't. Right. And they should. And, but I'm, and I'm not blaming that person. Right. I'm just saying no. in that moment where it's a split second decision, just because I didn't obey and reach out and it happened. Here's the thing that I can't say what happens is what happens after the fact that, that it is accomplished. Now we're going to go into a, a place where, and this is this is my own opinion. I can't back this up with scripture either, um, just as I can't back up the fact that it says you're going to heaven or hell with with suicide because um, time and space don't don't hold God back. They don't. That's correct. And so in that split second, how many times have we heard of those near death experiences that people have? Uh, after a trauma, traumatic car accident or a, a fall or whatever, where they go to heaven or they see God or they have some kind of experience where they, they have know an end it's of an, life experience and yeah, and they come back and it feels to them as if it was hours or days, and essentially it was seconds or right. a second or people don't even realize that something happened. They're like, no, you didn't even. What are you talking about? You were right here. Uh-huh. Like you sure. just and so. Yeah, there's space, dozens of documented cases like that. Yeah, I, I would I would venture to say hundreds okay. that we don't, if if not more, in the scheme of the documentation that we have in this world, I would say that you could probably find uh, maybe thousands of documented quite cases. a few yeah. of these near death experiences that may be written off or laughed off or scoffed off and said, "Well, you were just dying, so uh, of course you're going to have some kind of crazy experience," but. Let's look at that in, in the sense of this, of this topic of suicide. How do I know that if God is really desiring to reach these people, and we know that he does, he'll leave the one or leave the 99 to go get the one. He came to earth. He died for my sins. He did it without knowing whether I'll accept him or reject him. He loves me that much. And if the only way that I'm going to be able to hear about the hope of Jesus is for him to actually come and say, hey, I know you're in pain. This is your last chance. That was the last thing you can do. Will you accept me? I don't know that those things don't happen in between that moment of whatever it is between crossing from this life to the next. Right. And we don't know what happens. And I can't say that it does or it doesn't. But it would, it would seem to me that if you were, if you were condemned to hell for committing suicide, then the Bible would would specifically say, don't do this. This is the unforgivable sin. Absolutely. There would, would be... say that in the Bible, and it doesn't. Now, that's not saying it's okay to commit suicide, because it's, it's yeah. not. No, no. I, and, I agree. I'm not saying but that this is But it doesn't say a... anything about com- condemnation in black and white in the Bible about it. Right. And I would even go further to say that those who have, you know, there's the survivors of suicide. That, um, again, I'm assume, I'm kind of just going off of things that I've heard and, um, and, and read about, I've never, I've never experienced this personally, but the shame and the guilt and the, and being, you know, just kind of ostracized for even committing that act. And again, I'm going to say, uh, in the church culture, um, that's not a thing either. It shouldn't be, you shouldn't be ashamed. You shouldn't be covered in guilt, you should be able to work through that as well. Because here's the deal, you keep continuing the cycle when you stay buried in that guilt and that shame and you stay in the depression and you stay in the I'm not good enough and you stay in those places. I think 
the way we get to this place the most, and you can you can just you can say yes or no, Mike. I think you're way off, or maybe yeah, this there's something to it. Is the more we suppress and hold in these emotional traumas, the more we isolate ourselves, the more we say no one can help us. We start to get into this place, I think, where our thoughts and our emotions and our and our mind goes crazy, and we don't see any other way out because it's like. It's like a pressure buildup. It's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way that you're creating yourself. Right. Is that what you're saying? In a, in a way. And I'm not saying like, oh, you should just do this and this is the fix all. But Right. Um, not talking about your emotions, which are totally real, and discounting them right. is not healthy. That's it. Right. That's it. Being okay. able to talk to somebody and say, I feel like garbage. Right. I am so depressed. I am so sad. I don't even have a reason right now, but I need you to just hear me, just right. talk to me, just be with me, and see me in this in this my my lowest part here. And don't and try see to me and don't try to tell me the fix it. Right? There's no way. There's no fixing. I just need you to feel what I'm feeling, and I need you to just hold the space with me. Yes, and and accept me, love yeah. me, and I think. And and again, tell me if I'm right or wrong. I think when we start to do that with other people that we can trust, if you're in that space, it starts to lighten that that pressure. It starts to relieve a little bit of the darkness. It doesn't take it away. Nothing gets perfect, but it's almost like it's tolerable and you can start working in a different direction. Right. Sharing emotions with someone else lessens the intensity of that. So especially a negative emotion. Or even just being able to actually feel it and name it. Right. Saying this is real. It matters to me right now. And I'm super sad right now. I don't know why and I can't control it. But I'm saying it. Yeah, but I'm saying it and I'm sharing it with you. And I'm going to feel it. Yeah, and I want you to know about it because I need help. And the help I need is just to be seen and heard. Yeah, and, and I think a lot of us shy away from the subject because it's so foreign and it's so traumatic and it's and uncomfortable maybe. Yeah. And, 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 and I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. It's like, this is, you're being a real downer. I don't want to talk. I about don't want to feel that. I yeah. I want to talk about your negative emotions. We can't, we can't even as, as people who don't struggle with depression, we can't feel things because, uh, that's scary. Yeah. And I think this is where we start to get into that, un, that, that place. And I could be wrong. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not. Oh, I think you're totally. I think you're totally right on top of it. I agree. I mean, it's it helps to talk about these things, and you should talk about them. Uh, You you definitely need to talk about them. You're you should be almost required to talk about them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You just can't sit there and stew in your own depression. I know your own sadness. You have to get some help, and you have to talk about it. Yeah, I know in my own life that again, I've never gotten to a point where I've seriously considered suicide. Um, it's definitely been thoughts Satan's tempted me with in my life, but it was never something that I, that I have gotten to that point, you know? Right. Uh, I can't say that I can necessarily relate in a way that is, is real on that level. But I do know that my thoughts, um, when I would let them just circle in my head, the chaotic, dark, angry, bitter, resentful thoughts, the I'm not good enough thoughts, the... right depressive thoughts, those thoughts, and not tell anybody. Put on the the facade of, I'm okay, everything's fine, Uh, nothing's going on with me, you know, I've got Jesus and it's all good. I'd put this on 
but inside I'm dying. Yeah. And I wouldn't tell anybody. The self-deception makes it makes it worse cuz then you're like I have no I have no outlet for these things that are real and I'm going to either A ignore them or B lie about them. Yep. And then or, and then I or, feel alone. And C not share them with anyone. Right. And I feel alone. And I felt yeah. alone. And, and then I felt those are more, all three unhealthy things. Right. And then I felt more guilty and more ashamed for the thoughts that I was having and the emotions that would come of it. And I would just say, well, I can't have that emotion because that's, that's bad, 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 bad. I can't have that. And so I would bury it even further. And I got into this really, really unhealthy cycle of, of just lashing out or not being able to cope with life. And this wasn't even that long ago, believe it or not. And what did you do? Uh, well, I had to start talking about it, what was going on inside my life. Okay. All right. Good. Um, and, and I found people, you're one of them. And I, and I found people where I work here and, and I was able to start processing through the, the ugly thoughts that I had and, and letting them become reality, saying what they were. And, and saying, this is what's happening in my head. This is what's happening in my emotions. This is what is happening right now, and it's real. And this is who I am. And letting it out, and it started to lose its power. And I was able to begin to uh, feel what was happening and process the thoughts I was having. Right. And, you know, I think it helps to process them with other people, too, because I've certainly had my issues with depression. And when you talk about them and other people say, hey, I feel that way, too. I have, you know, then they're, then you're then you don't say, hey, well, there's just something wrong with me. I'm the only one who feels this way. Right. A lot of people feel feel suicidal and depressed and anxious. And, you know, life is hard and there's a there's a lot of trouble in this world. Yeah. And. We give, even if you're a Christian or a believer, it, it's you can still have issues, and you still will have issues, and God says you will have issues. Yeah, it doesn't. It, you're not. You don't have a perfect life because you're a follower of Jesus. In fact, in uh, a lot of ways, it's harder. I believe that the spiritual warfare starts at that moment. Yeah, because Satan doesn't like it. No, and he doesn't. Like he wants it. to destroy your mind and attack you, and he wants to take you out. And that's where the battlefield is, and that's right. it's battlefield of the mind. And he, if he can get you to kill yourself. Then you're not doing what God wants you to do. You're not, yeah, you're not an effective part of the plan, and you're not fulfilling His purpose for you. And so it's, it's really a very, I mean, a half hour here doesn't do this topic justice. No, it doesn't, and we're no experts on this. Absolutely and, not. And, but what we do know is, if you if you have negative thoughts, feelings, and emotions, it's best to share them with others. Find somebody that you can trust, and yeah. not. Not think that you're the only one that's got these thoughts. Right. You're not the only person, and Satan likes to play that game in your head that says you're alone, nobody will understand you, you might as well just end it because there's nothing that can help you. There's no medicine out there that's going to fix you, there's nothing that can fix you, and because you're you're a, a screw-up, and there's there's no other recourse but to kill yourself. Right, and that's a lie. That is the biggest lie you can hear. And And that's the hardest thing, is understanding that it is a lie. And, and those of us around in the world, when we do know somebody that's struggling like that, we need to come beside them. We need to step in. And even if it's uncomfortable or I don't know what to do, or we need to be that shoulder that they can just cry on or lean on or, you know, just say, hey, I'm here for you instead of trying to fix it, instead of trying to say, 
that's wrong. Stop it. Bad, bad, bad. That never, that never helps. I think most people just want to be seen for who they are and heard. And that, that helps so much. Just those things. And know that they're not alone. Right. And you're know not that they alone. Can, they can share things in a safe way with someone that they trust. Right. Because if it's a traumatic thing or, or something that um, they think you're not going to be able to understand, or if you heard it, you're just going to condemn them more just the way that their own voice in their head is doing. Yeah. And they certainly don't want to be discounted. And it's like, oh, well, you know, that's just in your head and just forget about it. Yeah. That's not that big a deal. That yeah, doesn't. That, get over it. It's not. That is absolutely so damaging. So damaging. <laughs> That's not the thing to say for sure. Yeah. And and so there's there's a lot of aspects to this. And, and I'm sure um, we could pull in a therapist or a, a psychologist and, and say, hey, can you help us explain some of the best avenues to do this in? And that would be a lot more helpful than just um, kind of going off the cuff. But uh, I do know that, that the people that I've come into contact with that are in getting close to that point that they're in that darkness, just being there and just listening and just loving them and, and, and even praying for them. It's not, it's not saying I'm going to fix it. It's not saying it's all going to get better. It's not saying stop it. It's saying, I see you. I hear you. I love you. You are not alone because ultimately the only one who can really draw you out of that pit is, is the Holy spirit is Jesus his hope in in the life that he has brought, um, the relationship that can light up the darkness, he's the only one that can ultimately begin to rewire the thoughts that are going on in my head. Right. I can I can do the work. I can start to change some of my processes, uh, but alone, I'm not very successful in that. Right. And there's there is something to the power of positive thinking and negative emotions do chemically alter your brain and the and the makeup of your brain. And where you're constantly thinking about negative things and you're not um you're not you're not uh, expressing those in a healthy way with someone else, then you just sit there and you feed on them and they become this monster inside your own head. Yeah. And it gets worse and worse. And then you just you snap. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't want that. No. And you don't want that. No, absolutely so not. And talk God to somebody, find somebody in your church or a counselor or the suicide hotline, but but don't take that don't take the ultimate step there, no. Right. And it that you know, if your first step is just to reach out and, and write an email to one of us, that would be We would totally we answer would, right we would away, answer sure. it. We would listen to it. We would want to just come beside you. I don't have all the answers. Matt doesn't have all the answers, but we do have uh, the answer, and that is Jesus. That's correct. He'll step into all of our darkness. He stepped into mine. Right. And once again, if you're just because you know Jesus doesn't mean that you won't, can't get depressed. Right. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that at all. But he can be there to walk with you through it. Oh, wow, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. And I think we'll kind of end it there. Again, this is this is such a deep topic that a uh, listener that uh, you that wrote in, I hope that it, it began to get your thought process going on. Um, we don't have we don't have a black and white answer that says, yeah, you're going to heaven or hell. Uh, I still believe Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. I believe he is reaching out and in and his desires to draw all people, all mankind to him, to yeah. the Father. I would say that suicide is a sin, 
because killing is a sin. But does it condemn you? I can't find any biblical biblical reference to that. Yeah. If, it, if there was one, it would say that. Right. But please don't. Please reach out and get help. Please Emotions reach out. are real, and your emotions count, and they're important. Yeah. And say something. Yeah. Talk to somebody. Find someone you can trust. Well, Matt, I think we're going to end this one. Um, I'm going to say a prayer, and and we'll... We'll see you next time, listener. But Father, I know that you are a part of this podcast. I know that you are a part of those who are listening and that no space or time will hold you back and and hinder your work. And so I just want to speak to those who may be listening that have a depressed heart, that are sad, that are in this uh, traumatic experience of life where they don't see any other way out. I pray that you would speak to their hearts right now in Jesus' name, that they would know the hope that is you, and they would experience something different in their lives, even in this moment. Lord, I pray for people that would come next to them to see them, to hear them, and to love them the way that Jesus loves, and to be the physical evidence of who he is here on this earth. God, I, I again, I just pray for those who are hurting today, that you would speak your truth and love into their lives. And they would know that you're real. They know that you're there. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Matt. Love you, man. Love you. Listeners, we love you as well. We'll see you next time. God bless you. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that you have been challenged to study God's word to find out what it says and to build on what you believe. Our heart is to help create a desire in you to draw closer to Jesus. If you would like to contact us with questions or comments, email us at MikeMattRealThings at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform to stay in the know of what we are doing. Again, thanks for joining us today. May God bless you and keep you.